0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon to those who are tuning in to the show today. I'm your host, Tavares Wilson. Once again, we're here Last Word Productions. As you all know, I always get the last word. And guys, let's jump right into it. Guys, we're going to get into the NBA news. And first and foremost, right now, as it currently is, the Lakers are have officially made the return of Anthony Davis tonight after a two-month skid. AD has been out. He made his... Season return today against the Mavericks. It is a look, last time I checked the score, he wasn't looking too hard. He was 2 for 10 from the floor. Total of 4 points, 4 rebounds. I didn't really catch a glimpse at the assists and things of that nature. But first and foremost, it is a pleasure and absolute thriller to see he's back on the floor. That's first and foremost. Of course, it's going to naturally be some rust Things of that nature. I mean, when you've been out for two weeks of your job, you come back naturally rusty. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. That's just what it is. And not only did he come back, not only did he come back, LeBron James has also been hinted back as making his return back to the court as well from the Instagram post saying that a storm is approaching. Things of that nature. As we can see, the All-NBA duo is... Mets is seen to be coming back and set to come back sooner rather than later. And I mean, it's going to be pretty exciting to see these guys jail together with a newly f- furbished and found Lakers team with Andre Drummond, with Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, these go- these, those guys, excuse me, there. It's going to, to me, their roster may not be as good defensively as it was last year in terms of the rim protection but it's definitely more consistent scores on this team, man. You have a six men of the year in Montrez Harry, a six men of the year Kennedy and Dennis Schroeder. And I mean it's, sky's the limit for this team offensively, man. once LeBron and A D both come back fully intact, now A. D. is back. That's a step one in the process. It's a four step process and Man, I don't see any reason why these guys, if they all find a niche again, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be able to repeat, if I'm being honest with you guys. And with that being said, guys, we'll go into another contender that has some slight injury concerns as well. Are the New York and uh, Brooklyn Nets. I'm sorry, I almost said New York Nets. But the Brooklyn Nets, as we all know, James Harden is currently out right now due to a hamstring injury, and he actually got some. His time pushed back because of the fact that he suffered a setback in his rehabbing. And that was absolutely was crazy to even hear. And Kevin Durant, as far as I know, he's still probable night in and night out. So this this isn't looking too well for the Nets at all, man. I mean, they can't, they've been battling injuries the entire season. They've been battling the Kyrie Irving situation with him. Either playing or not playing, or him being hurt, whatever the case may be, they just recently lost Marcus Aldridge because irregular heartbeat. My hopes and prayers to him. Hope everything's fine with him on this end, on the end of life. Because at the end of the day, this is a game. So I just hope that he's doing well, man. He finds this his the help he deserves and needs in his time of need. So man, I just let's we just have to see what the Nets still have to become, man. Because at the end of the day. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they go on and just win 16 straight games in the playoffs and go to the finals and beat any West team 4-1. I mean, they're that loaded. This team has multiple guys who can score, beat you off the dribble, isolate score. They got pretty good wing defenders. I mean, I'm not saying they're a defensive team like that. It could be a nightmare, but... They'll cause any team fits on any given night and give them 125 to 140 a game. They, they are that explosive. They can do that and they can be that. That's hard to beat, regardless of how good of a defensive team you are. It's going to be hard to hold this team down and outscore them. It just will be. Now, and other news around the NBA guys. First and foremost, this isn't NBA news related per se, but. This is basketball related, and I wanted to just say, first and foremost, rest in peace to Terrence Clark, man, a Kentucky guard. He was expected to actually enter the draft this year, but he passed away in a tragic car accident, man. It's absolutely, absolutely terrible, man. I mean, I, I've I seen the post on Instagram, honestly, guys, I fact-checked it. Fact i seen it on Bleacher Report, reported, and it's... Honestly, it just broke my heart, man, and I hate to see that as such a young man lost his life, let alone the opportunity to play or have the chance to accomplish his goals and dreams and aspirations. It's truly heartbreaking, man. I wish his family nothing but the best. My hopes of prayers go out to them, and I just hope they find a little bit of a sliver of light in this time of darkness. Now, with that being said, guys, I want to get off into the NFL news. Now into the NFL news, guys. I'm gonna do a little brief. I'm gonna do a little brief, little mock draft for you guys. I'm not gonna do anything crazy, but this is a mock draft that I did. I'm not gonna really go in too much depth about, you know, prospects or moves that I think would do this and that. I'm gonna do a, my NFL first round mock draft, just the first round, and this was actually a fan question, so. Jesse, man, I hope you're listening to this, man Because this is exactly what I told you I would do And I'm doing it right now, man So I'm going to do the first round only, guys No trades No trade-offs, no trade-downs, things of that nature I went with the exact order that we have And this is what I believe the draft will go But I'm going to give a reasoning for every pick as well So y'all buckle up and let's sit tight, alright So first and foremost, my first pick is Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville This is a no-brainer Jacksonville, Gardner Mitchell, I believe, I don't think he's a bad quarterback at all. I think he's good. I don't just think he's the, he's nowhere near the specimen Trevor Lawrence is. Let alone, Gardner Mitchell isn't a notable talent by any means. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He's not the quickest, most athletic guy. He's, you know, he he makes good plays at times. But Trevor Lawrence is just a special talent, man. You can't pass up for that number one. Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, no-brainer. My second pick, Zach Wilson to the New York Jets. A lot of teams, a lot of people have now tied Zach Wilson as the guaranteed second pick in this year's draft. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not that high on Zach Wilson, man. I've, I've, looked at some of the, I've looked at some of his stats against some winning teams. First and foremost, guys, he's on 5 against teams that have won 10-plus games. He's on 5 against those teams. Those teams include, I'm going to name out these teams for you guys. Those teams include Coastal Carolina, Hawaii, San Diego State, Utah, and Boise State. These are all not what you consider powerhouse teams, especially teams like Hawaii and Coastal Carolina. I mean, I understand he played for BYU. I'm I'm not discrediting him at any point. I understand the talent level isn't there. But you cannot excuse the individual numbers in these games. In these games, Zach Wilson completed 61.7% of his passes and had a TD to INT ratio of 1 to 7 in these five games. Absolutely horrible. No way in the world a guy who played that bad against the best competition he could have play that bad and just be crowned as a second overall pick with no slander to his name. Absolutely no way to me, man. But, again, he's extremely tied to the New York Jets. I think the Jets will take him because he is, to me, arguably the most talented quarterback in this draft. As, as much slander I just gave him, he's by far none. His sec, his talent is second to none in anyone in this draft. He has an absolute gun for an arm. He's an athletic guy. He reminds me so much... Of Russell Wilson, man Now, he's a little bit bigger than what Russell Wilson is But I think his play style is literally A duplicate of what Russell Wilson is I think he's exactly with that Now, with the third overall pick I think we're going to continue on the quarterback train I think the San Francisco 49ers take Justin Fields I truly do I think they take Justin Fields Because, first and foremost It's been known for about two seasons now That the 49ers are unhappy with Jimmy Garoppolo They just are Whether or not it's his play whether or not it's because he can't stay healthy. Whether or not Kyle Shanahan doesn't see him as a good fit for this game. Regardless of whatever the case may be, we know in the near future Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy, excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know who that is, but Jimmy Garoppolo will not be the guy for the San Francisco 49ers. We just know that. So why not bring in that untapped talent? Not to say Justin Fields can't come in right away and start, because I believe he can but I believe a, a couple games here and there behind a guy like Jimmy G, who has experience under his belt, to coach up a Justin Fields who still is, still so happens to be kind of raw when it comes to like the film study, looking at certain coverages and things like that. If you give him four or five games behind a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo with a guy like Kyle Shanahan as the quarterback, with that defense, this is a Super Bowl team for the next 10 years. I mean, if they could maintain contracts. They could continue to draft well, like they've done. This is a Super Bowl team for the next ten years. Shouldn't should have no problem getting to the dance at least four times out of ten years. I truly believe that. Now, guys, we're gonna get off into the Falcons pick, and I think the Falcons take Kyle Pitts here. Now, the reason being they take Kyle Pitts, guys, is the simple fact of this. The Falcons have not lost hope in Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. They're not going to move on from Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, regardless of the new signing of the head coach, regardless of the the rumors that you've seen guys throughout the season saying that it's been rumored that both Matt Ryan and Julio Jones' time is done in Atlanta. They're not being dealt at this point. They're not being dealt, guys. This is what it is. If they are dealt, I would be shocked. But at the very least, I would say it's the right thing to do because it's what I would do. If I was the Falcons, I would have dealt Julio and Matt Ryan both as soon as the offseason started. I would have dealt them both because of the simple fact that we haven't won anything with you guys. The best we got out of you guys was Super Bowl appearance, and I believe that is your peak of an appearance. That is good, that is great, it's fantastic. Everyone who plays in the league cannot say that they had a Super Bowl appearance. But the goal isn't just to appear, it's to get there and win. Not only have we not gotten back there, we haven't even come close back to it. We have been terrible since that time. Matt Ryan hasn't come back close to the quarterback he was that season, the MVP. Julio Jones has been a walking injury since... That Super Bowl run even during the Super Bowl run He had his injury issues So he's not getting younger Matt Ryan's not getting younger The team isn't getting younger Why not trade off these players And get what you can from them But again I don't make the rules guys The Falcons do whatever they see fit For their organization And the reason being I see them taking Kyle is Because since you're not going to get rid of Matt Ryan Or trade him away I say you get him all the help he can get You got Julio Jones Who's been iffy Calvin Ridley is has turned into a, a stud in front of you. Rasul Gage has be, is becoming a very good, reliable second option for you. You lost Austin Hooper last year. Go back and get that production again. Go get the by far the best tight end in this draft and maybe the best playmaker at the catching position out of receivers and tight ends. Kyle Pitts is that talented and he's that good to me. Now Five, the Bengals. They select Penaysuw. This to me, this is absolute no-brainer, no-brainer. I know a lot of people are gonna say Jamar Chase here or Devontae, maybe Devontae Smith. Jano. no, guys. Joe Burrow just got hurt last year. As he has a really nasty scar on his knee right now. He was one season in, man. He completely tore his ACL. They need to give this guy all the protection he needs. And the very first thing you do for him, you go on and get your franchise left tackle. That is the very first thing you could do for this guy. He already has a really bad injury that was really ugly. You don't want to continue to be wary. So what do you do? You protect his blind side. Go get Pene Soil. If the Bengals don't drive Pene Soil, guys... As a football lover, I'm not a Bengals fan. I am not a Bengals fan. Let me repeat that. I do not want to see the Bengals succeed in terms of going to Super Bowl things like that. Because, of course, I want to see the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl. But, guys, listen to me. If the Bengals do not take Pene Sua at number five, because he's going to fall. The first three picks are locked. I'm telling y'all not. They're not picking Pene Sua. And I'm 9 out of 10 times, I am willing to bet the Falcons, if they stay at 4, they're not picking them either. They're just not. If the Bengals do not select Pene Sua, who is arguably the best, gener- the best talent in this draft, period, regardless of position, if they do not draft this guy, the Bengals fans, organizations, and Joe Burrow, I am truly, truly, truly sorry. But y'all will never win anything if they surpass this. If they pass up on this guy, they would. That was that was symbolized to me that this is a franchise that will forever fail if they pass this guy up. Now, my next pick is the Miami Dolphins, and the pick there, I have Jamar Chase going to the Dolphins. To me, this is a no-brainer. You want Tua, you believe in Tua. Again, I I had no drafts, no trades in this. So that means you don't get Deshaun Watson. So that means what you do, you get all Tua, the help you he can get. You go get him a true number one receiver. I know you want to got Will Fuller. Will Fuller has had his injury issues. All right, guys, he's a deep threat. He's a home run hitter. I love Will Fuller. But the fact of the matter is, Will Fuller has never played 16 games in his career. He's never have. He won't even, play, he won't even be eligible to play all 16 this year even though it will be 17, but still, he won't play all games in the season because of the fact that he will be suspended the first game. So even with that, he's, he won't be there all, all the games you play. You have to go get your number one. And even if Fuller is your number one, you have to have a number two because, honestly, I love Devontae Parker. I think he's a good jump ball kind of guy, 50-50. His hands aren't reliable, and he's not getting any younger. He's a good athlete. He wins the jump balls, contested balls. He doesn't create enough separation on routes for me. His hands aren't the most reliable for me. And he's not a good route runner. He's not. He's, he, runs, he runs straight lines and slants the entire day. That, that's not a good route runner. You need to go get you a true number one. Maybe a, a, number, a number two can be a one on a good day, but you need to go get you another receiver. Point blank period. Excuse you guys. Let's take a getting real quick. My apologies. Excuse me, guys. But as I was saying, Dolphins Jamar Chase to me this is no brainer. Jamar Chase is the best receiver in this draft to me. You ask six. You can take the best receiver. You take him. Period. You got a young guy. At quarterback, you let him develop with a young receiver. Best relationship you have on the team. Now, at seven, I have the Lions taking JC Horn. Now, I know a lot of people are high on certain or I see a lot of people raising a draft stock or a Sante Semi Jr. But Horn, JC Horn to me is just He's exactly what you have every year in the combine. He's a combine monster. He's killing it. He's showing all the right tools. I've seen a video of him just recently training with Jalen Ramsey on his technique and perfection. Perfecting his craft, who Jalen Ramsey is widely regarded as the best corner in the league. That alone just builds his draft stock. And to me, the Lions need all the deviants they could get. Maybe they could use a linebacker here, but to me, this line linebackers aren't that good for them to be taking a linebacker I mean, you could get Michael Parsons here, but I I, I don't know. I, I believe they go corner here because I believe they lost a lot of DBs in this offseason. You know, can they take Michael Parsons here? I believe they can, but I just, something just tells me they want to put another young corner alongside Jeff Akuda. Something just tells me that. It tells me that because, for one, Desmond Trufant is gone now. It tells me that. It tells me that they're looking to bring somebody else in. Maybe it's internal. Maybe it's someone I'm just not remembering or recalling right now, but I just feel as if they're going to bring in another young corner to have that one-two corner duo for years. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely off base with this pick, but I, I truly do believe they take J.C. Horn. The eighth pick... With the Carolina Panthers guys, I actually had them taking Michael Parsons, as you could probably have guessed that Michael Parsons was not leaving out the eighth round. I mean, top ten guys, he just wasn't. And Michael Parsons, he's literally going to Carolina because they need Luke Kuechly. He may never be that player Luke Kuechly was. Luke Kuechly was special, youngest defensive player of the year, youngest defensive player to ever win defensive player of the year. He's a guy that led his team in tackles, the league in tackles, pro bullet each in, year out, all NFL pro, all pro linebacker. He was a guy that's irreplaceable. You can't replace that kind of talent in production. But you could get as close to it as you can. And the closest the Panthers will get to that, again, to me, that is Michael Parsons. If you're looking for that replacement right now in this draft or even in free agency, that's your guy. You need to go get him. He's the cheapest option you can have. He's a guaranteed talent. He may not come in and be a stud right away, but he's a guy He's a guy who's simply going to come in and he's going to put in the work and he will excel eventually. Regardless of when that does happen, he will. Now, guys, for my next pick, I have the Denver Broncos taking Patrick Certain the second. Now, as we all know, this team lost <clears throat> excuse me, AJ Boyer because I believe he had some legal troubles. And I forget exactly what had occurred with AJ Boyer, but I just know he's not on the team anymore. This is a team that's that for years, for the past couple years, that were built on a very good secondary, the no-fly zone. They want to get back to that. I know they do, because in Denver they want to run the ball and want to play defense. Well, get back to your bread and butter. Get back to playing one-on-one against these receivers. And having them forcing them to beat man to man coverage. You got the safety over the top. Go get you another man up corner. And I think Patrick Certainly can be that for them. At 10, I had the Cowboys taking Jeremiah Usu Koroma. And I think he's exactly what the Cowboys need from two perspectives. First and foremost, he's a very agile guy. He could get he could line up, rush the quarterback, get after the quarterback. They need that desperately. They, they're starting to realize and and pay for the repercussions of actually giving Demarcus Lawrence such a big pay raise. And he has literally turned into doodle water since getting the pay raise. He can get after the quarterback, you know, and I also feel as if he can drop back at, at times for them. I don't think he's a very much of a, a skilled guy and a backer in terms of dropping back, but he's athletic enough to be given that assignment i'm not saying it's something you want him doing per se i just feel as if he's better at putting his hands in the dirt But versus him you know actually dropping back in coverage but i think he'll be a perfect fit for the cowboys for my 11 pick guys i have trey lance going to the new york giants yes i'm gonna say that one more time i have trey lance going to the new york giants Guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you all. I am not a believer at all in Daniel Jones. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I didn't like the Daniel Jones pick when they first drafted him. I didn't even like him when he looked good the first couple games starting over Eli, his rookie season. And I still don't like him to this day. Daniel, it's nothing against Daniel Jones. I think he's a a soft-spoken guy who... I'm more than positive he's a good guy. He's he's not wrong in any way, anything like that. I've just never been a believer in Dame Jones and his ability to play the game, never. And it's starting to prove right. And the one game that showed me that specifically was the game against the Buccaneers. I'm not sure if it was a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. It was a night. It was a it was a late night game. though. I know that for a fact. And Daniel Jones missed on every single throw that he needed to make. It was two instances where he had Darius Slayton running down side the sidelines on both sides of the field at one point. He missed them both. He makes one of those throws, they win that game. Same as that thing that happened when he had Deion Lewis. I believe it was Deion Lewis. we had Deion Lewis coming out of the backfield for him, he had the opportunity to tie the game and force an overtime. Release the ball. He throws a bad ball because he released it too early. Winfield. Anton Winfield brace it up. They win the game. The Bucks Can't do it, man. And to me, Trey Lance is still extremely raw. He needs time to develop behind another guy. Even though Daniel Jones is young, he's been in the league. You know, he could, Trey Lance can see some things, thing or two, what he could pick up on, where he can improve on and get better. And... To me, I can see him being a starter for this team the next year with some of these weapons they have now, such as Kenny Galladay. I always was a fan of Sterling Shepard. I think Darius Slayton could be good. I love Evan Evan Ingram, even though his hands are kind of unreliable at times. I think he's still a very talented guy. I see Trent Lance coming in and taking his job, though, guys. That's just me being honest with you. Now, guys, I'm going to get off into the 12th pick. Have the Eagles taking Devontae Smith, the receiver out of Alabama. First and foremost, this pick should be obvious. First and foremost, the Eagles need a number one receiver. They haven't had that to me for about four years. I know people are going to bring up Alshon Jeffrey. I know they're going to bring up Deshaun Jackson. I mean, you can bring up whoever you want to bring up. The fact of the matter remains, this team has not had a reliable number one receiver outside of their tight end and Zach Ertz and Brett Selleck for years. They haven't. Go back the last four or five years, you point to one receiver who you can say day, week in and week out, they showed up for the Eagles. You can't. I promise you, you can't. You just can't. Go get you your number one guy. Go get a guy who's familiar with Jalen Hurts. Go get him. Devontae Smith, Why not? Go get your number one. The 13th pick, another Alabama receiver for me, I think Jalen Waddle goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, Justin Herbert, you have Keenan Allen there. You have Mike Williams there. You got the O-line in place. The defense maybe can be better. But to me, the guy you go out and get, Jalen Waddle, you make your team that much more explosive and that much better. Keenan Allen is a guy who is very, very good and very underrated in my eyes. Has health concerns. Always have, always will. Mike Williams, a guy who I think is very good. He has his concerns as well. If you get all three of these guys on the field at once, man, I think the sky's the limit for this offense. With a young gunner like Justin Herbert, the sky's the limit for this offense, man. I'm telling you all. The 14th pick, the Minnesota Vikings, I had them taking Asante Samuel Jr., the quarterback from Florida State. I'm be honest with you guys. This past season was the worst I've ever seen the Minnesota Vikings ever, in terms of their defense. The defense is horrible to me. And it was because of the simple fact that their secondary just wasn't good. I mean, they're they're hurting with Xavier Rhodes. They don't have that new triple, number one corner. I know they took a guy. Last year in the draft, I can't recall his name right now. I think it's Gladney. I can't recall his name right now, but their whole entire secondary is young. If you're going to be young, you got to at least have that grit and want to be better. I think Asate Seven Jr. has that. I think he has that oomph or it about him. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be the best corner in this draft, but he he will be better than what they have. I truly believe that. So I say the Vikings take him and they add more personality and oomph to their secondary room. Now, my, for my 15th pick guys, the New England Patriots, I have them taking <clears throat> Matt Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama. Now, the reason being I have the Patriots taking Matt Jones, because I believe Matt Jones is simply is a, a patriotic player. I think he's a system guy. He will only be good in specific systems. And he's not a guy who's uber talented, so he's not going to go out and Blow your socks off and beat someone for a job. No, he's going to get a job with the Patriots, an organization who has shown that they can turn most quarterbacks into winning, caliber quarterbacks on the, on the lesser talented team, but give it to them for the simple fact that they can make it bring the best out of them. And they can get the little bit of success that they got from that Matt Jones received last year. That's a success to me, that's a win. And Cam Newton isn't gonna be young forever. They need to start looking for that replacement anyway. I don't think they go out to get Jimmy Garoppolo, another injury-prone quarterback. I think they have Vince Young. So I say Mac Jones to the Patriots at 15. The 16th pick, I have. The 16th pick, I have the Arizona Cardinals taking Rashawn Slater, the tackle out of Northwestern. First and foremost. Gotta protect your franchise guy. You got Kyler Murray, all the weapons. You just went I got AJ Green, got DeAndre Hawkins already. Excuse me, you got Christian Kirk. Go out and get go out and get some protection. You know, I feel like you got the young quarterback, you got the talent. Now you just gotta be able to protect the young quarterback. So you go get your tackle, we protect him for the next 10 to 12 years. Hopefully Slater can become a little better than what he is. because Slater to me is extremely raw. He's really, really I believe he's really good in run blocking in terms of his technique or moving piles. I think he could be a little bit more polished on his technique when it comes to pass protection. You know, he, he doesn't get beat consistently or anything like that, but he he does get tangled up in his own rights. I mean, he was a lot stronger than most edge rushers were at the collegiate level, but at the NFL level it's just not gonna be that easy. So He needs to clean that up, but I have them taking him at 16 at 17. I have the Las Vegas Raiders taking safety Trayvon Morrig from TCU. I think the Raiders just need DB help period. And I think they need to take the best available DB right here. And to me, that's Trayvon Morrig. Their secondary was absolutely it was dreadful last year. Their defense was horrible. They couldn't stop a soul. Couldn't defend against any kind of pass. And I believe their safety name, young safety name, Jonathan Abram, if I'm not mistaken, he simply is just a head hunter. He is no cover guy at all. They need to get cover guys. And I think Trayvon Moore is a cover guy. You know, he's a pretty decent overfield tackler, but I think they need a cover guy. At 18, I have the Dolphins taking Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson. Now, I will say this, guys. Travis Etienne, and it was a toss-up between Travis Etienne and Najee Harris for me here. Because both of these guys are extremely, extremely talented guys. Both of these guys, I feel as if are very versatile, can catch out of the battlefield, can block. But what separated Travis Etienne for me from Najee Harris is the simple fact that he can move out into the slot or even out wide and do the work. And when you have that kind of weapon with the Dolphins' def I mean, not defense, with the Dolphins' offense and the versatility they have in that offense, such as a guy like Lynn Bowden, such as a guy like Mike Gazzicchi, you have versatility and you have different schemes that you can implement. I think Travis Etienne would greatly complement what the Dolphins want to do. And I think first and foremost, he'll be a significant upgrade over what you have now in Miles Gaskins and Salvin Achmed. Significant upgrades to me. And also, Michael Brown, the running back they signed from the Rams as well. Still a significant upgrade. Now, the next guy, I have the Washington football team. I almost said Redskins, but I have the Washington football team taking Rashad Batman, the receiver out of Minnesota. First and foremost, they went out, and got Curtis Samuel, you know, going on Terry McLaurin. To me, you still need playmakers. Get as ma- The Redskins need as many playmakers as they can get. If they can get a, one or two more playmakers, this team will be unstoppable because the defense is already good. They need as many playmakers on the offensive side of the ball as they can get. And you get Rashad Bateman, a guy who isn't the most explosive, a guy who isn't the most the strongest fastest but a guy who technique is second to none in his drive and he will run a crisp route and he will beat any db off the line every time and to me it's it's exactly why i alluded to in my last video when i went through the receivers it's exactly why i alluded to him being compared to Devontae adams it's not necessarily the fact that he's killing people on the routes that he's running it's the fact that he's beating them so quickly off the line that it is he can have his way with them. Once you beat a guy that bad off the line, it is over. He possesses that uh, as a talent a lot of receivers now forget the collegiate level in the league don't have. And for the twentieth pick, I have the Lions and not the Lions. Excuse me, I have the Cowboys. I can't get this right. I have the Bears, the Chicago Bears, guys. My apologies. Taking Greg Newsome II out of Northwest in the corner. Now, as you all know, they let go Kyle Fuller recently. And I simply believe they just wanted to get younger and have some talent at the corner position because they they believe in that front seven. I believe in that front seven as well. I mean, when I have guys like Danny Javathan and Raquan Smith and Khalil Mack and things of that nature with Knicks, when I had guys like that, of course I'm not believe in them over a DB. They just want to get younger. That's the reason why they went out and got the, the rookie DB last season at corner. The reason why they got rid of Mukamaro To get younger. Get cheaper. So that front seven they could continue to invest in. Which they have. So I think they're going to get a young corner. To complement their already young corner. Because at the end of the day, if you get after the pass rush. If you get after it in pass rush. Your corner is only going to be... Matters so much. It's a lot like the Dolphins' philosophy in terms of they're being built a certain way so they're not truly focusing on one thing, one aspect of the game. Like the Dolphins are built from the outside in, the Bears are building from the inside out in terms of their front seven to their DBs. The Dolphins are being built from the DBs to the front seven. There is no right or wrong answer, whatever your philosophy is. That's what you believe is right. That's what's right for you. Now, for the Indianapolis Colts, I believe they take Azaz... Al- I'm a I'm a butcher name, man. I'm so sorry, but Azaz Alujer... A Jewelry, the edge rusher from Georgia. I think that the Colts added some significant upgrades with DeForest Buckner. As a pass rusher And I think they got better With that. Is I think he's a Highly underrated Defensive tackle Slash end in this league And if you give him A, a running mate coach Super Bowl bound man Cause I think Carson Wentz Is going to excel there I wouldn't be surprised If they gave The Chiefs a run For that money man And made the Super Bowl guys I'm not even going to lie to y'all Team looking kind of scary on paper. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. The next pick, guys, I have the Tennessee Titans Titans taking Terrence Marshall, the wide receiver out of LSU. To me, this is a pick to take to replace Corey Davis and to give Cor- and to give AJ Brown another compliment. Cause at the end of the day, teams know you're gonna try to run the ball down their neck with Derrick Henry. If you got two legitimate Deep threats and big body receivers who can make teams suffer. You go do that, and I think they take Terrence Marshall Jr. for that purpose. The twenty third pick, I had the Jets taking Najee Harris. Point blank period. The Jets don't have anyone at running back right now, guys. Period. They have a young guy. I f- I forgot his name. It starts with a, his last name starts with an S. Oh my goodness, I can't forget his. I forgot his name. Ever since, but long story short, ever since they let go Le'Veon Bell, they haven't had no one back there. They don't have anyone back there. You can need a running back. I know we're in the passing day and age of football, but you need a running back. You got to be able to chunk out two or three yards of drive on the, on the ground. Got to. That's when Najee Harris coming. The offensive line isn't the best, but he's a a gritty big back who can fight for the one or two extra yards. So, their line being developed won't be a problem at all with a back as him. Because he's going to fight for his regardless. I had the Steelers taking another running back. So, don't really see this much. You'll see three running backs go in the first round. (laughs) I mean, that's how you know my mock draft may be either a mad scientist made it or someone who has absolutely no sense made it. We'll see if I'm right, though. But I think the Steelers take Javante Williams, run running back out of North Carolina. To me, they need them a swift arm knife. Ben Roethlisberger coming in again. He wants to be able to throw a ball around. He needs a guy who's going to do all of it. Run, block, pass, block. Run between tackles. Run outside tackles. screen passes. All of it. They need all of it. Javante Williams is exactly that. The 25th pick, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will take Elijah Vera, Vera Tucker, the offensive guard out of USC. You just, you, first overall pick in the draft, you got your young quarterback, young stud for the years to come. Now you need to protect him. Go get to me the best guard in this draft. Go get him. You get him and you keep him there. As long as Trevor Lawrence there, you keep him. For the twenty-sixth pick, I have. The Cleveland Browns taking Jamin Davis the linebacker from Kentucky and the reason being I have them taking Jameis Davis over a guy like Dylan Moses over from Alabama things like that is because simple fact, I think he's more of a scheme fit I mean it's not about whether or not he's the better player or not I think the Browns are super loaded right now on both sides of the ball especially being the fact that they have injury players coming back such as the Oh, excuse me, guys, have stretched, but such as the guys such as the safety they took from LSU last year. I Grant Delpit, I don't know why I couldn't remember his name just now. But such as Grant Delpit and things like that, you have excuse me, you have Ward coming back. You had Desert Ward coming back, things like that. So you're going to be good. I just think this is more of a scheme fit for them. He's a very good blitzer. Can go between the tackles and blitz. And I didn't even mention Greedy Williams. This defense might be scary. <laughs> and they saw Jadavia Clowney recently. Oh, man. This, this defense might be scary. Now, let's get off into the twenty-seven pick. And I have the Baltimore Ravens taking it to Kadarius Toney, the receiver from Florida. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't care what receiver the Baltimore Ravens take at this stage, they could take anyone. Any receiver at this stage? They need somebody, man. The receiver position in the in Baltimore right now is terrible. I mean, outside of Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed, I don't I'm not even fully sure if Willie Sneed is returning this season for the Ravens, but outside of those two guys, who else is a notable, even close name? That you would even think about game planning for. Who? I mean the only guy you really think about game planning for in their team as a pass catcher is Mark Andrews. And maybe Hollywood Brown. Maybe. They need somebody. I don't care who the Ravens go get guys. They need somebody at receiver. They can't continuously believe they can run the ball 45, 50 times a game and win. You're not. Not in today's age. And for the 28th pick, guys, I have the Saints taking Christian Batmore the D-tackle out of Alabama. I think the Saints has got an absolute steal with the 28th pick. This guy's by far the best defensive tackle in this draft. Great against the rush. Great against the pass. Wins at the tag. He has good hand placement. Strong hands. Can... Literally seems as if he can lift a fully grown man to get out of his way to get to the ball. Saints, you just got yourself a steal. This is a luxury pick. This isn't a need per se. They do need a D tackle but they can draft other needs. But listen, this is a luxury pick. You just got yourself a steal, New Orleans. Green Bay, I believe they take 2-2 at will. The receiver out of Louisville, again, same thing for the Ravens for me. I don't care who they take at this point. (laughs) Outside of Devontae Adams, there is no other receiver on that team you game planning for. You're not you not you not game planning for Marquez Valdez Scantlin. You're not game planning for Ali Lazard. You're not. I don't care how good you hear the the um announcers and commentators and sports analysts speak on these guys when they're out or where Aaron Rodgers is only connected with Devontae Adams when they I don't care about none of that. They're not consistent creating separation, and they have too many drop passes. They just do. Go get you a number one receiver. I mean, not a number one, but a second receiver. Now, the Buffalo Bills guys, I have them taking Gregory Russo, the edge rusher out of Miami, Florida. And I absolutely hate that I had to make this pick as a Dolphins fan, as and as a guy who wanted Gregory Russo to be in Miami. I can't deny this. If Gregory Russo falls this low, the Bills are absolutely going to take him. They just are. They may not necessarily need to prioritize a pass rusher, but if they got this man at 30 overall, they're going to take him. They just are. And for the 31st pick, guys, I have the, the Kansas City Chiefs taking Christian Derisaw, the old Tiger from Virginia Tech. Let go both your tackles. What you do, you're placing with younger talent. Simply put, you gotta dress, You gotta draft a tackle at this point. And for the 32nd pick, the very last pick in the first round, guys, had the Tampa Bay Bucks taking Quidi Pay the edge out of Michigan again, guys. First and foremost, you gotta go. You gotta go with this. You gotta go because at the end of the day. Quiddy Pay, to me, he's going to come in and give a guy like Jason Priya Paul and Shaq Vera some rest. He's a good, you know, it's always good to have a rotational piece. And when, when I say you got to pay, meaning you got to pay your time to the game. When you got to pay, you give guys rest and you give your time to it to pay your debts. To me, the Bucks absolutely need to have a rotation. They, it worked well all night against. The Chiefs, but at the end of the day, guys get tired. We're all human. disappear Pierre is again in the younger. disappear paul is again in the younger. Same as Shaq Barrett. Get these guys another rotational guy and watch you repeat. Now, guys, that is it for this episode. I would love to thank you all for staying in between and actually coming in actually listen to exactly what I had to say. I will be doing the fan Q&A next episode. The only reason, guys, that I didn't do this episode is being the fact that this video did run a little bit longer than I expected. I went through some points a little bit longer than I expected with the draft process and predictions. So I will be cutting this video just a little tad short. I won't be doing a fan Q&A this one, but I will be posting those answers to those questions very first thing on my next episode, which will be released Monday night, early Tuesday morning, guys. So thank you all for tuning in. Once again, be sure to like, subscribe to the video, comment below. Y'all always can DM me for any thoughts and suggestions. And I see you all in the next one. All right.